let's let's be completely clear. Taylor Swift at least writes some of her own music. You can tell she writes her own music just by the way that it that it is. And then Britney doesn't write anything of her own. How in the world can you tell that she writes her own music, by the way? Because it's personal to her. Oh, no one's ever written a song that's personal to someone else. Have you ever heard Sinead O'Connor's Nothing Compares to You? Man, that sounds so personal to her. I'm not hearing this. Or uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cyndi Lauper. Man, that sounds so personal to her. That sounds, that sounds just like, like a generic pop song from the 80s is what it sounds like. And that's well, exactly what it is. What's a non-generic pop song from the 80s? Uh, oh, what's the one I saw the other day? Um, shoot. There was one that Todd in the Shadows just did a video on. I'm going to find it real quick. It was... Uh, why you're looking it up? Have you? I seen know what it? I know what boys like by the waitresses. <laughs> that that is a... such a generic. Song. No, it was revolutionary <laughs> for the time because think about it. When you have like, and was that from the eighties or was that from the seventies? I feel like that was still from the eighties, right? I don't remember. Yes, that's like. very generic. <laughs> I guess the most non-generic pop song. Uh, what would you say? Like when doves cry. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. 78. It was 78. So it's at the time of, of the I Know What Boys Like song, The Waitresses, right? People, you weren't allowed to have a pop song about basically being a flirty tease who just fucks with people's emotions. Like, that's some Katy Perry type shit. You know what I mean? Like, uh- yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. The first to do something. Yeah, that was a non-generic pop song. Now, now for now, I mean, it said the the standard has been set, and then you move. What do you? I'm singing <laughs> firework. Oh my god! Or some right. fireworks. So I just recorded every bit of that conversation. Lovely. That's why I didn't actually sing it out loud. I saw the recording up in the corner and I was like, I better not sing any of this out loud. First of all, I don't want us to get whatever stricken, strucken. Nobody's gonna uh, I don't even know if you're nobody's gonna copyright straight a podcast for uh, a terribly sung line from a generic pop song from the night a non-generic pop song from the 1970s. Nobody. Or firework generic. was 2000 something, 2011. I don't like actually remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. Non generic, right? Yeah. Firework was not. Katy Perry's entire career is definitely what we call a non generic career path. Yeah. You start off Christian, right? And then under one name, and then you do a song with POD, and then you completely switch it, go completely um, slut pop. I'll call it slut pop. I don't know what else to call it. And then, you know. I don't know. I don't know if that's what I don't wouldn't call it that because what would you call it? I mean, it's just it's promiscuous. It's It's promoting promiscuity. Yeah, but that's not sluttiness. Whatever. It's It's, uh, female empowerment. Oh, okay. If if you're gonna say that, then you have to say every song about a guy who's talking about sex is slut pop too. Yeah, I guess that's fair. So that's Hmm. pretty much every pop song. 
made would be slut pop. It's just its own pop songs are just slut pop. Guys have slut pop too, by the way. Look at Tory Lanes or The Weeknd. Uh, or that's, okay, I see what you're saying. In that's your, slut pop too. Yeah, total slut pop. Usher, like Usher's total slut pop. He wants to take it nice and slow. What does he want to take nice and slow? Traffic. Like, yes. <laughs> he, he probably where does he live actually does he no live idea. in la if he I lives think, in la then I he think is Usher's thinking... from atlanta if i remember that's what correctly. i was thinking let me uh, see it, now i'm he, on the google he sounds his music sounds like that atlanta base uh r&b well i think he 90s. worked with oh who was it jermaine dupree was his uh was who signed him at first i believe i may be completely wrong on that i think it was uh, jermaine dupree let me see if i can find or the, L.A. Uh, Reed. Was it L.A. Reed? I don't know. I'm just saying names associated with Atlanta. Uh, late 80s. He's the one who discovered Justin Bieber, by the way. So he's to blame for Justin Bieber. Well, Justin um, Bieber actually was talented. Uh, they just wrote him some weird songs for his age. Let's face it. Teenagers singing songs about love is quite weird because it gets in a very disturbing elements so it looks like it was bobby brown led to la reed led to puff daddy led to jermaine dupree and then when we heard him in 1997 with you make me wanna and all these other was it nice and slow whatever else that that was the jermaine dupree um era my goodness he went all around the world he did <laughs> Or all around the U.S. Like that is a that is wild. I didn't realize uh, that his first album was executive produced by Puff Daddy. Had no idea. Well, Puff Daddy executive produced so many albums back then, didn't he? Just slapped his name on everything. Yeah, that there. Yeah, that's kind of kind of true. Everything from like Little Kim to Mary J. Blige to yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Puff Daddy or Usher. No, we probably should cut all this out or make it as its own little mini podcast. By the way, have you seen the uh, SNL skit called Stew? Yes, I have. It okay. is hilarious. Eminem, <laughs> like... Eminem retweeted it. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, oh. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I, I don't know if any of this is going to get out as a podcast. This This is basically like a podcast preview. Yeah. Like, we call it we like a precast. A precast. We, we <laughs> talked about none of this, <laughs> but here is what we talked about. This should go on our uh, Patreon. We do have a Patreon. We don't have anybody do. subscribed. Yes, we do have one. I set one up, but I haven't done anything <laughs> with it yet. That's it. Go to patreon.inpencil.life. Uh, yeah, I can create the shortcut for that. Yeah, we <laughs> can know. say that. We can say patreon.inpencil.life. I can literally do that as go we're to... talking right now. And go to adam.inpencil.live to find uh, what he thinks is his favorite song. It just links straight to Taylor Swift's... Shake It Off. <laughs> Shake It Off. You did really you see... like Shake It Off when that came out. I did, except for that little interlude part where... Um, oh, shoot. What is it? My Best Friend Something, 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 oh, yeah. Something, Something. I hate that part. Yeah. I do like Shake It Off. I, I did. I was like... Yeah, because I remember like when I was in grad school, we had like a conversation about it in Subway about Shake It Off. 
Yes, we did. Because it was like on the play it. It was on the um on the thing on the internet on the on the internet. Speakers. It was on the radio. It was on or whatever. I don't know if it was the radio. It was playing. It was on there. Yeah, within the subway store, and I was like, you know, this Taylor Swift, she's come around on me. I I when when Fearless came out, I had bought into Taylor Swift. I was like, I like because Fearless had the song Change and Fearless and some you, other you, songs that... i know so little about taylor swift i know bad blood i know shake it off and i know uh what's that one where she's like she wears high heels but i wear short skirt i forgot how the lyrics go uh, but like you belong cheerleader. With me? yes that one i don't know why disturbing yeah. if you think about the nature what that song is actually saying <laughs> most songs if you think of what they're saying yeah are at least a little bit disturbing. They're all we we should all call it creep pop. Creep Starting pop. with the police. You know, yeah. I was like, it was every I was like take. in my 30s before I realized every breath you take, which is talking about basically quote unquote stalking, is done by a band called the police. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like, oh. Because I think the song is actually not supposed to be a love song. I'm not really sure if that if Sting actually wrote it as a love song and then changed it when he realized that people said this is creepy. Well, the fact is, it's no it's longer of, creepy for police to be creepy. No, it's one of the few times that the Puff Daddy version actually works much better than the original. <laughs> Bringing it back to Puff Daddy or P Diddy. Puff Daddy. Puff all over the fucking place. Remember that song he did with Jimmy Page? Come with me. Oh, yeah. Me. Yeah. That was on... What soundtrack was Godzilla that Godzilla soundtrack. That was on the Godzilla. And you know what irritates me about that soundtrack more than anything? It is on Spotify. But Come With Me is not available to listen. And neither is Heroes by the Wallflowers, the David Bowie cover. Which I love that cover of Heroes. That's like better than the original. Like, okay, so Pate may have done every breath you take, I'll be missing you uh, better than the police. But the Wallflowers doing Heroes was absolutely amazing. And uh, I, you, you can't really find it anywhere unless you buy a physical copy of the CD or the tape or the uh, go to YouTube and listen to it. You can't find it. What's your you remember that? Fi- no i don't remember anything but uh come okay. with me i remember the video for come with me kind of i mixed that it up with amazing uh, oh what's the one song you did with nas uh hate me now yes i'm mixing yeah. those two up because they basically come with me and hate me now they they literally are three syllables yeah and they have me in them yeah and they start with a verb that's uh what's that called where you're telling someone to do something Man, um, I don't remember this. You don't need this to know these the conjugations and stuff. It's an adult, like what they what they're called. Yeah. Yeah. But what I forgot was called like interrogative. No, something. Yeah. Tell us in the comments down below. Oh. If you know how uh, to speak know. English, let us know in the comments. <laughs> yeah. If you can speak English, tell us how. Uh, we 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 speak American, truthfully. Yeah, that's not uh, really it's a, it's a version of English that is uh a little bit more understandable 
depending on what part of America you're from. If you're from Ohio and Pennsylvania, you most likely have the most understandable accent of the English language. Did you know that? That's true. And well, I don't know. Me being from Tennessee, I abandoned, I don't know if I had a country accent when I was younger, but I completely abandoned it as an adult. I don't know. Did I have a country accent as a, as a youth? I don't remember. Uh, we'd have to go back and listen to things that you did as a younging. I yeah. don't know. I definitely did. I had a really bad country accent. It's still kind of there, but it's not as bad as it used to be because I don't live in the country anymore. When you live in a city that is like uh, has a bunch of people from all over the U.S. in it, the accent kind of dies. Like cities don't have accents the way country and suburbs I- do. I know we're gonna we're gonna do with this with this little clip of, of talking here. We're gonna put it on our on my SoundCloud page, my empty Adam SoundCloud page. Ooh, so plugging. I have I have a uh, recording of us from 2012 when we were writing a song called "Negative Space" up there right now because we recorded it in the in the car on our on on my phone. Uh, it's wow! Wow! Yeah. Uh, I kind of remember that we're co- going through the city. Yeah, we were driving. I think we were driving. No, we were driving back from Clarksville because we oh. just hung out with Donnie. And I yes. think it was after Festivus, if I remember correctly. Oh, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I try and keep stuff like that because uh, you never know, you know? Yes. You never know when you're going to appreciate having things like this. If it's a little bullshit conversation we're having right yes. now, you never know when you're going to appreciate it. So. You know, as uh, the great Toby Mac once said, you never know what you got till it's gone. He was the first ever to say that. He was. He was. And he was implying specifically about a girl in that song, which is odd. Very interesting for because, a Christian. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. I think I, I, I jumped your punchline. No, no, that's fine. You, we, we speak the same language. Broken it's, American it, English. Yeah. It's very weird for a guy who had been married for like 10 years at the time uh, to be talking about a girl that he lost. Hmm. Fair enough. It, it, it was always weird. Like now it's not as weird as it used to be, but Will Smith had so many breakup songs after he was happily married to Jada Pinkett Smith. That was like, this is just getting a little bit of creepiness right here. Like, why do you keep talking about breaking up and missing girls in yeah, but the revelations come out eventually. You know, yeah. you learn, you figure it out. What's done in the dark we brought to the light. That's also from a song that I can't remember. Probably like a million songs, honestly. Revelation 324. Oh, it's also from the Bible. Yeah. I actually I don't know. I, I'm now looking up Revelation 324. <laughs> what did we just cite? Yeah. Oh boy, here we both go. Yep, here we go. Going into the religious stuff here. What? Uh, Revelation 3, verse, there is no verse 24. Nope. It only goes to 22 verses. So we just made it Revelation 3, 24. What's done in the dark, we brought to the light. I'm sure it fits completely into the context of the entire uh, Bible series of events <laughs> that's happening there. Revelation. Uh, we should talk about Revelation someday. That'd be a great one on this, the apocalypse. Yeah, I need to Mental go through read it over again. Uh, you, it's 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 wild. If you yeah, if you've never read Revelation, I say here's the thing you need to do: don't just read Revelation. You must read Ezekiel, at least the first half where it's the story part. 
because it is the wildest thing ever and it may have aliens in it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's mm-hmm. not just for you, Adam. That's I'm talking to whoever's listening to this, the, to the two listener. people. Yeah. The listener. The Nobody one listener. listens to my SoundCloud page, so I'm not really worried about anybody and listening to this. You have your own YouTube page now, right? I do. And I did two interesting recordings yesterday. I, I recorded uh, my taking the quiz of I side with the political quiz. And I, I left the whole, th- I didn't cut it out. I left the whole thing in there. School. You could just, if you're curious how I answered, I answered. I answered the questions, how, how the questions were, were answered. And then uh, I took the Myers-Briggs personality test, which was extremely interesting. What are your, what is your Myers-Briggs? Uh, first, I want to say, I kind of want to take the I side with quiz, but me pretending to be you. <laughs> <laughs> How would that work? Just channeling Adam, taking the I side with. Yeah, I don't know how that would work. Is it like presidential candidates or just like politicians? I don't. I, I haven't it's, seen the video yet. It's political stances that point you to a presidential candidate. Okay. And so, I took it intentionally took it after the election, so that way I don't, you know, I'm not accused of trying to persuade you. And I didn't use any persuasive arguments, and I just answered objectively how I saw. I wasn't trying to persuade anyone. I just said, "This is what I think about this question," and that's it. And uh, I state that in the video. So anyway, you're Myers Briggs personality type. I think you're an INFJ. You would be absolutely correct. Yes, oh, I knew it. I'm an INFP. I've, I've taken it three times and twice it's been an I, INFJ. And I've taken the actual Myers-Briggs. Yeah, that's what I just took, did. Yeah, you I did the actual one? Okay. Yeah. I didn't. $50 I, I, for that thing. That is a $50 test. I do not remember. I mean, I had to take it. One time I got it for free. Yeah. Because it was part of our college. We had to do it for college. Yeah. And one time I did have to pay for it, but I can't remember the middle time. I well, think I'd pay for that. Sometimes your company or your employer will pay for it for you as part of like a team building exercise or something. Biggest know. waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. Personality test. We could go into that, but I really shouldn't. Uh, but let me just say this right here. And I, I'll be honest with you. Okay. Most personality tests are biggest waste of time. I don't care that? what your Enneagram is. I don't care what your Myers-Briggs is. It doesn't really, it just, they're, they're not descriptive. No, they're descriptive. They are. They're descriptive, not prescriptive. Yes. Yes. They describe where you are in your life currently more than they tell you what type of person you are. Yeah. I think that's fair. So they don't tell you your overall personality as a human. They tell you your personality based on your current job, your what's going on in the world, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I think is hilarious about personality or anything that has to do with like astrology or religion or anything that has to do with labels like I, me saying i'm an infp that is a label that's being placed on me by the survey right so people will like attach that to themselves and that like it's no longer the label the label being an attribute of the person it's the person conforming to the label you know what i mean yeah, like, it's, like and it's, just, it's the same way with with political descriptions or religious descriptions or um, anything else that you can tag yourself with. It, you know, does that make sense? I mean, I see a lot. I, I, 
I, I've never taken Enneagram tests and this is going to be the only time I probably talk about this because I hate them. And it's like people saying, you're such, I'm such a five. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means first of all, but what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, astrology. Exactly. Oh, you're... It, it is astrology. It's like, yeah. you're such an Aquarius. You're such a five. I don't know if those two line up, but they, somebody's already figured out which Enneagram, which is used a lot of times by conservative Christian uh, churches yeah. uh, and your astrology number. But it's the insider versus the outsider. Sorry. Here we go. Here we go again. Sorry. This is hey, not the In Pencil podcast, by the way. This is not because this is not the In Pencil podcast. I'm still allowed to say that. <laughs> Screw you, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I think I will. I don't know. I don't want to do this. All right. Stop allegedly having sex with your students against their will. Ooh, allegedly. You have to say allegedly because, you know, there's he's not been brought to court. Yeah, of course. Um, that's how we get it. That's how we do it without getting sued for slander. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think. Yeah. I don't know. All right. I'm going to stop recording and, uh, yeah, let's end on a positive note. Oh, let's do that. Let's end on a positive note. What's the positive? Uh, note? go team go. Yeah, go your favorite sports team they did so great today unless they didn't there's another thing that people tag themselves with that that they conform to the dallas cowboys fan my label is dallas cowboys fans i am an infp conservative christian right-wing republican dallas cowboys fan that's my label that's not my label but it's like the label of the person the character i just created in my head just now what is your horoscope and oh. what about Mer- Mercury retrograde? I need to know that. I've, I haven't thought that thoroughly through yet, so I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, all right. Thanks for listening to this rambling and conversation. Um, 